0: Nothing that's easy is worth it. If it's easy and it comes by, then it's not going to have the value that you want. That's why working hard, working out, uh, taking long walks, working on your mental health, uh, at least staying in shape, even listening to music or even create, being a creator, that's something that gives you a sense of value, a sense of belonging.
1: Welcome everybody to the Rally Cry podcast. My name is Angel.
0: And my name is Tyler.
1: And you guys are here because you want to learn, you want to grow, and you want to move from the past and live in this moment. And in this moment, this is important because it's February, Mm. we're getting into love all these other things, we're either single, we're in relationships, or maybe it's just a little complicated.
0: Situationships. And, mm, yeah,
1: exactly. So it's kind of like, okay, there's a lot of things that can happen, like toxic behaviors, toxic relationships. And the most important thing is about how can we spot those um those cues, right? If it's within ourselves and what we're doing or about what other people are doing. So mm. how can we even do that?
0: You know, recognizing the difficulties within a situationship, a relationship, maybe even a friendship, it's always going to be challenging because you got yourself that you got to be accountable for. And you got the other person you're trying to be accountable for, or maybe it's just the relationship. Maybe the values were something went wrong in that process. But the biggest thing about it is that you need to have awareness and starting with yourself is the biggest thing because it's easy to point fingers at, at anybody especially when you're mad you're frustrated upset thinking like you know why why is this happening why is it that I'm, me and this person are always arguing now maybe you and this person are always arguing because i mean hey you're not letting oxygen get to the brain that's the obvious right but the most important thing is that everybody wants to be hurt and if and if people's words can't be respected and can't be acknowledged That that's when we're going to think, hmm, maybe this person doesn't respect me. Now we're creating an influence on ourselves, thinking that this person can't listen to me. I won't listen to them, so why am I even going to do that? Mm. And when we surround ourselves with people like that, I mean, Angel, I'm sure that you've met people where you could try to have a conversation with them, but then they flip the script. Or maybe they're not listening and taking it or paying attention to one part of that subject a little too much rather than grasping the entire message, right?
1: Yeah, and I think that is where... When it comes to being in a relationship or just trying to understand one another, it's never where it comes to, oh, let me hear why are you telling me this? It's more about, okay, you're telling me this, but I'm talking about my feelings. I want you to hear Mm -hmm. me for me, not me trying to hear you for you. Because what happens is that we get so involved with our own emotions, we can never reconcile with someone else's emotions. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, oh, well, I need you to attain to me. And it's kind of this codependency, you know, in a way. And these all come from somewhere. It's usually childhood trauma, as we've mentioned before. But it's kind of like we need to understand to spot it and be aware of these things.
0: Go ahead. Say say the three magic words, Angel. I know you know them. You know them. What
1: magic you gotta, words?
0: You got to spot it. Oh, yep. You got to stop it. And then you gotta swap it. Swap it. it. Like mm. look at how look at how much uh everything comes around full circle. That's why like the amount of topics we have covered, there's other topics, there's subtopics, they're biotopics, they could be any topic. Now it's the idea of like when you bring your awareness to these topics, now you have room to have conversation. And it's okay when you know both sides may have a different view at the same time. Like when it comes to you know uh being toxic, like we've mentioned you're only thinking about yourself and when it comes to toxic relationships like let's say a situationship or maybe an entanglement we all have heard jada Pinkett smith and how uh corruptive that is and there's not an actual identity around it that we have to pretend that this is what it is but just to uh ease the ego of the fact that we know this is wrong that it's bad
1: yeah and i think what happens is that a lot of times we look for instant gratification and we look for love in the most unloving ways Mm -hmm. and it's because we don't know how to love and the way that we've been longing for love comes from our childhood and Mm -hmm. since we're not familiar for what we've been longing for we're only familiar from let's say trauma and we start trauma bonding and then this is what makes Mm -hmm. it toxic and as you were saying tyler I think it's important to know that there's so many things that correlate to what makes toxic relationships. It's yet alone that yourself, you need to know how to be aware of your own um, toxic behaviors before you can even understand someone else's toxic behaviors. Because if you, you got to see what's close to home before you see what's far away from it. And mm-hmm. I think that when you're able to be aware of it, that's when you're able to grow from it. Um, because we could talk about toxic behaviors all the time. We've seen it. We've been in it. I've been in it. I know Tyler, you might've have been in it. And it's kind of like, we could talk about it all we want, but it's about just because either yourself or the person that you're trying to make it work with, they have a certain toxic tendencies. Doesn't mean that's over. There's always hope
0: hmm You know, and not only is it that there's always hope, there are plenty of signs of toxic relationships that you can find. Like, let's say if there's a relationship that you have with somebody, let's say a significant other, and you're losing yourself. You're not the person that you once were or was in the beginning of the relationship. So now you don't know who you are because so much has changed. Or ignoring the signs. I mean, Angel, you've had your experience ignoring the signs long enough to the point where now you, you're numb to those signs and now you don't even know what is bad, what is good, what is right for me, right? And then when everyone around you is concerned and they're trying to tell you these things like hey, like this isn't good for you man, especially uh, let's say a friendship, you and this person can't get along and every time like let's say you guys hang out, always bumping heads. Is it that like you guys don't like each other? Have you guys sat and sat down and had a conversation? So when there are these signs in any kind of relationship we have to acknowledge it and sit down and ask. And if that person is capable of having that conversation, sit down and hey, maybe even go to a public place because you don't want to make the person seem like they're being provoked or like they're the the problem. Then also you want to create the environment for having the conversation, being a place where let's say if it's a coffee shop, everybody's here having a good time. We're not enemies. We are not people that hate each other. So let's be rational and have a conversation because at the end of the day, it could just be a misunderstanding.
1: Yeah. And I think it's important to always ask questions, right? If it's not mm-hmm. with them right then and there, but even asking yourself the question about, let's say certain things you may be feeling or assuming you don't want to conclude you're just with little bit of um, details, right? Mm-hmm. Or um, anything that might kind of make you think that they're doing something bad um, or what they may be thinking. Because one thing I've heard Jay Shetty say. And it's from someone named. Um, I think his name is Pommy. Um, But mm. it's kind of to say. I'm not who I think I am. I'm not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it one more time. I'm not who I think I am. I'm mm. not who you think I am. I am who I think you think I am. So it's kind of to say that a lot of times when I think you think a certain way of me, that's who I think I am. It's not about what I think or what you're thinking. I'm going to assume to what you're thinking and what I'm assuming what you're thinking is what I think I am. So that's Mm. why when we go into relationships, if we have this form of codependency, then we rely on how we feel and assume this person may be thinking of us. And that could be so detrimental, especially, you know, getting into a new relationship And thinking about, oh, I hope I made a good impression, blah, blah, Mm blah, blah. When you should be more worried about the impression that you see for yourself to them. It's like we go into these first dates and all these things, and we worry about if the other person likes us, but do you really like them? You know, Mm -hmm. can you think about being with this person for hours and hours? I'm not talking about like two, three hours. I'm talking about like 200 hours, right? If you're going to be with this person for, a relationship, a committed relationship. Can you imagine being with this person for 200 hours? Like me and Tyler, you know, as close as we are, we've known each other for like 13 years. Me and Tyler, we can get along and be together like in a room for hours and just talk and we'd be chilling. So it's talk, going into the same thing. days
0: traveling. Like it doesn't yeah. even have to be in the same spot. If anything, I wouldn't be surprised in, another, in a past lifetime, maybe in a future lifetime, me and Angel be nomads. Nomads never really have a sense of uh, of staying in one place. They're always traveling, looking yep. and finding new places. So it, just the idea of having that uh, openness with one another, like that's something that's truly beautiful. So yeah, love you, Angel. So, I love you too,
1: man. Ah. <laughs> and love, honestly, I like to say is living on valued energy. So just think about that every time when you're just trying to, you know, hope for love because I would never say look for it because you always want to um, attract not chase. Right. Mm -hmm. So, but I definitely want to be able um, for you guys to understand three things that are like the most crucial thing. There's so many things about toxic behaviors, but me and Tyler think that these three are the most important. And I would say it would be the most crucial ones because it says a lot about behavior and habits Mm -hmm. and that alone is already hard to do. Um, so I'm going to start with the first one. If you were to come across someone that has jealousy, that it could be the worst toxic behavior, wouldn't you agree, Tyler?
0: Man, let let me tell you something about jealousy. Like, and you know, I love this because we were even talking about jealousy earlier, and like, it's such an easy topic to uh, be familiar with. Such a negative feeling, as magnetic as the feeling can be. And with jealousy, um, you know, it, it says a lot more about the person because there's some unfinished business within themselves that they're avoiding. They're running away from. And even gets to the point where like, you know, with jealousy, it it gets to your root that you always have to find a comparison. As Angel has said it a great many of times, you know, comparison is the leaf of joy. So the more that we compare, the more that we're always going to expect that something, someone is better than us. And now we're, uh, we're pet, pedestalizing certain things above us and we're not even being appreciative of ourselves. And it and it becomes a nasty habit to uh, always want something that people have. And let's say friends, they want to uh, always one-up you. Have you ever had a relationship with somebody? Let's say you thought that they were your friend and anytime that you had something good going for you, every time something even better seemed like it happened for them. So now you feel mm-hmm. confused. Like, is this friendship a competition? Like, is this how friendships are supposed to be? Because there's always a thing about feeling competition and wanting to push each other. But then it's like, only happens when you have something really good going on for you. So the time, it could be weird. So jealousy comes in lots of forms.
1: Yeah, and jealousy is a normal feeling too. I want everybody to understand that. But it's about what they, or even yourself, do after that. Mm-hmm. And I think that, to think that no one can ever get jealous is it's a lie. That's, that's a myth. Everyone gets the feeling of being jealous, but then it's kind of like ignoring that, but like, ah, that's nothing. Ah, just, I'll right. just quiet it down. You know, that's, that's your ego and your pride talking. Um, and then going back to what you were mentioning, it's where, when you give good news to someone, right. And I, I want you guys to listen to this closely because if you have someone around in your circle that does this, you might want to reconsider them. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you give someone good news, you go to them, like imagine, right. It'd be like, Hey Tyler, yo, I I just got this interview and this job. I'm really excited for it and all these other things. And if they were to say something, let's say Tyler was like, Oh yeah, man, that's great. Uh, Yeah. I I was, I just got a a interview too. And you know, it's, it's, it's great. But honestly, like the job that I have now is so much better. And it's just like, it it almost like where they, they switch it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not about you anymore. Mind you, you're the one that came to them about the good news now they're trying to reverse the good news and put it, the spotlight on them. So it's kind of like you there's a sense of balance of understanding that when you try to go to someone about certain things and they downplay you, that is a a tendency of jealousy, right? And then you mm-hmm. can also hear it in their voice and those other things, right? There's a lot of things that would con- that would conclude into considering that they're they're feeling a little jealous and it's okay that you know that happens about because we're human right we got feelings um and we could feel as if you know someone might be up in us but you never want to have that perspective you Mm want to just be like you know what that's that's great for you and i'm glad that's happening for you my time will come when it when it's when it's meant for me um so i think it's really important to understand that you should not be getting downplayed when you're just trying to give good news to your friend or your significant other
0: yeah and it's kind of also similar to like it reminds me of a it's also, like, trying to uh, see, like, something that's good, but then you're also seeing it as bad, and it's almost like making it sour, because, you know, um, we have candy, mm-hmm. right? We got fruity candy, like Skittles, maybe even Starbursts and things like that, but then when you get the sour version, not everybody's going to be, like, open to that, and not saying it's th- it's they're very similar, but, like, when you look at, you know, toxic relationships, or maybe even something like jealousy, almost makes you it it's something that's uh very uh magnetic and it makes you feel like you should be jealous of them and when they're really jealous of you. So now here they are projecting that emotion onto you and you'd even know or or see any reason why you should be jealous of that thing. So it's it could be a confusing uh interaction as those uh emotions cross over.
1: Yeah, it can definitely be very subtle on when someone's being jealous.
0: Because mm-hmm. of
1: course if they're jealous, they're gonna try to hide it as much as they can. But you want to be very attentive on how they go by it and how often when you do tell them good news, for the example, how they react, right? Body language is one thing. Their eye movement is another. Of course, their excitement, their tone of voice will be another thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And eventually, you know, when you keep telling this person, you're kind of be like, I don't even feel like telling you anymore because I feel so excited. But when I tell you, it's almost like it's something I should be excited for. Mm-hmm. So, be very uh, careful with who you tell your good news to because it could be actually draining. And that's the whole point of um, getting out of toxic relationships. Now, if you communicate with this person, that could be another story. But we'll get into that. Um, yeah. So, number two will be... Oh, this is a big one. And a lot of us have it.
0: But it's about... And the, so- the, the song, Jasmine Sullivan and Bryson Tiller. Insecure. There
1: you go. Yep, that's number two. Insecure is the worst oh my mm. god uh i don't know if you guys have ever uh been in a relationship with someone that's insecure and if you haven't you're not missing out okay uh, because <laughs> like it's it's bad you know what i mean it's because like you know our experiences um in the past can sometimes get in the way of making new relationships because you know we're so aware of what we went through we think it's going to be like that again we used to uh Justify and be like, oh, this is what love looks like. Oh, everybody's the Mm. same. There's gotta be, especially when if you're with this person for you know X amount of years, months, or whatever it is that is enough of a time with you, right? So I think when it comes to defining what insecurity is, I believe it's someone that isn't sure about you. Because if you think about it, insecure, if you take away in and you just have secure. It's almost like having boundaries. It's secured. It's mm-hmm. good, right? Nothing can get in it unless it allows it for get in. But if something's insecure, it's completely out in the open. And when someone's insecure about you, they aren't sure. Because someone that's insecure is like, oh, I don't know if you love me or I don't know if you cheat on me or I don't know if you're talking bad about me. I don't know if you're doing these X amount of things that are negative that could be done to me. So it's kind of like mm. I'm I'm always needing to be secured by being assured about like, oh, baby, I love you, don't worry, yeah, there's nobody else. Ah you know, those are the things that someone that's insecure needs, but so quite often that that also can be draining.
0: You know, and I love how Angel's putting this because right on the fly, I'm thinking about this now. Um, jealousy is the sickness while insecure is the symptoms. And mm. the reason why I say that is because Jealousy is so contagious that, you know, everybody has some sense of jealousy within them that could happen. And like Angel said, it's what you do with those actions that will make it even worse or jealousy, right? Now, insecure is when you deal with jealousy for so long and you're working in like a full-time job, 40, 60 hours, no breaks either, no Mm -hmm. 401k, like you in this for life. And you're so insecure to the point where now you doubt your own capabilities. And even when people compliment you, you can't even accept that compliment because you don't even believe that for yourself. Mm. So now you can't even trust yourself to be honest with yourself, mm. like I've said before. So if, if you can't be honest with yourself, you won't even let people be honest with you. So now you're just, you'd rather probably be more secure in lies because it might be easier daydreaming about what is and what isn't. And that's not fair to you or anybody that's around you. Like, and it, this, this work, it all starts with yourself and it's hard, it's rigorous, but nothing that's easy is worth it. If it's easy and it comes by, then it's not going to have the value that you want. That's why working hard, working out, uh, taking long walks, working on your mental health, uh, at least staying in shape, even listening to music or even create, being a creator. That's something that gives you a sense of value, a sense of belonging. And when you're insecure, you can't enjoy that because you're worried about what other people have. It's easy yes. being a consumer. It's so easy.
1: Mm, yeah. And I and I like that you say that because I also want to add that when when you're in a relationship or around someone that's insecure, they also might feel like they're controlling because mm. they limit you on what you can do, say. When, what, where, why, all those other things because of their insecurities. They don't want you to be in the position that makes them more showing of their insecurities, right? I'm pretty sure if you guys are listening, you might have had a relationship that, you know, they don't want you to go out at um at certain places. Or they don't want you around this specific person, and there's no absolute reason. It's just, mm-hmm. oh, I just don't like them. Okay, why are you don't like them? Oh, because I just don't like. Why do I feel like I had to explain myself? It's just like, you know, this is the thing. There's an explanation for everything. Don't be fooled to think that just because they don't want you to do these things with certain people or anything like that, that there's no reason. They just don't like them. There's always a reason for everything. There's a cause and an effect. So, what is the cause that I'm doing that is making you affect in this way? So, I think when it comes to Someone being controlling, and mind you, I just want to say, side note, the difference, mm-hmm. there's a difference between controlling and being in control. Just saying that. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. But someone that's controlling will be, like, limiting you for what you can do. The thing is, is that when you're in a relationship, you should just let let it be for what it is. And then, obviously, talk about what you don't like and the, and your boundaries. Of course, you need boundaries. But never just limit them because if you limit them from doing these things, That's not going to make you more secure in the relationship. That's just them not going out. It's almost like you want to be able to, you know, let them be free and have trust that they won't go in this direction knowing that they're free. But if you got a leash on them, of course they can't go over there. You limit them for it. So how can you really, truly trust them without you having that leash on them? And your leash is those words and that insecurity that you have for yourself. So please don't think that just limiting them for doing certain things is gonna make you more secure in the relationship of course there's there's values and I don't think certain people should be out in a certain time if you're in a relationship and stuff like that you shouldn't be going out and partying Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. another topic so don't get confused there's obviously certain details but just because they're around someone you should be able to trust this person you know and they should be able to be around opposite genders that's one thing that I hear a lot when it Mm -hmm. comes to insecurities me as a guy I can't be around certain women just because they're women. Like, there's no reason. If it was, like, there was history with this person, then that's totally understandable. 100%. But if there's no history and I don't even know this person, and I'm being told that I can't be around w- women because I'm a guy, that makes no sense. And vice versa. If you can't be around guys because you're a girl, the excuse will be, oh, it's not that I don't uh, trust you. It's, uh, I don't trust them. And this is the thing. If you know that your significant other has boundaries and respects you, you can trust Mm. that they will be able to have those boundaries when it comes down to it. Right. And everything differs depending on who it is. Right. Um, But that is the foundational understanding on, you know, when someone is insecure, these are kind of things that you want to watch out for.
0: Yeah, I love that. And, you know, um, before we get into, you know, the the last trade, like this is probably one of the biggest traits which mm. you would think shouldn't happen or you wouldn't want it to happen, but it, it still happens. happens. And sometimes we could all be a little bit misguided. So I'll say, you know, Angel, you know, I'm going to have to get you with the question. Oh, has there ever been a time? Let's say you're, you want to discuss a serious topic with somebody, right? You no, know, a serious topic. I mean, you're feeling a little bit uncomfortable. Maybe you just need some a little bit um assurance, right? And when you're bringing this topic up with this person, and you start getting into the little details and the nitty gritty, they decide to redirect the conversation about a time that you let them down. Mm. So a time. So now, like as you mentioned earlier, right? We're talking about like how they could redirect it and then just make it going from being about you. And this is just with good news to a friend. But let's say, like, this is personal, whether it's a friendship, maybe even a relationship. What does that look like? Do you try to assure them first and forget your topic? Or do you continue with yours and say that we're going to have to address that later?
1: You know, I think this is pretty relatable for many of people out there. And I would say for myself, right, I think that it's the matter of when you're addressing something, right, something that is bothering you, right? I'll make, the sim- I'll make it as simple as it is, right? If I want to tell someone about how something makes me uncomfortable, it will sound something similar like this. Hey, I wanted to bring this up because this makes me uncomfortable and it makes me feel like I can't trust you in this. And then their response, a toxic response, would be like, oh, so you don't trust me. You know, blah, 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 blah. Well, what happened <laughs> about times where, you know, you did this and that is like, we're not talking about me right now. We're not talking about me, about what I did to you. It's about right now in this moment is what's important. right? Mm -hmm. If you wanted to feel like talking about the past, then we should have been talked about that. Or if we already did, why are we talking about it again? Right now there's a new issue. The issue isn't that I don't trust you. The issue is that you did something that makes me feel like I can't trust you. Now the whole point of the communication is about asking about something that's bothering me right now let's make some form of understanding here like why did you do this or why was this come about whatever Mm -hmm. that might be so i think what happens is that they redirect it by saying oh you don't trust me or it makes them uncomfortable in ways where they start crying and that dismisses you and now you have to attain to this person and now we're talking in Um, of course, of a guy's perspective, right? Um, Mm -hmm. because if guys, if you have a, if you're a girl and a guy cries, that can happen too. But at least for the case that if I'm, if I'm in a relationship, um, there can be an instance where I'm talking about something that's bothering me and it can be so distressful for them, they can cry. And Mm -hmm. now that's not wrong. But what makes it harder is that I need to, you know, give you some empathy. When I was trying to address a problem that had to begin with me in the first place. So now there's two problems. So in that case, you kind of want to be like, I understand this might feel frustrating. Mm-hmm. However, I want to be able to talk about that. But first, I want to understand about what is it that you did or what is it that you said that made me feel uncomfortable. Because it's not that I don't trust you. I just want to understand what where was this coming about so that I can understand that. I was just misguided by what I saw hurt. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, you know, and the thing is, like, with toxic people, like, what makes it a bit frustrating or, like, at least a certain trait that goes with that and having poor communication is that to the extent of retaining the sense of identity and structure, maybe the sense of control that they may feel like they have, is that they'll even go to the lengths of defying logic. Like, it... If it helps them in any way in their world, like real quick, mind you, no oxygen going to the brain, under pressure, emotional conversation, I need to be intelligent right now, right? But instead of choosing intelligence, let me mess around and find out. Let me, let me see if this works. I don't know yes. if it will. So you don't even trust or have any real faith that this is going to work. So nowadays, even on social media, on YouTube, uh, even on TikTok, you'll see a lot of people making excuses or just filling in the blanks that are in the conversation because they just need to have something there and just, just throw it in there. And a lot of times with conversations like, um, oh, but what about this? Uh, the other time you did this, like, if you want to talk about not trusting, like that wasn't trusting of you, huh? Like, and as yeah. as defensive and how attacking it is when they respond like that, you know, it, it gets to a point where like you have to notice that pattern. So one time or two, maybe two times, you know, it's not even the fool me once or fool me twice, shame on you. But it's you know being considerate. You know I'm empathized. We're gonna work through this because you know maybe like as Angel mentioned, things can be distressful and sometimes people may may uh, need that break or let's 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 uh talk about this later. But we also don't want to keep pushing things to the side and and put it under the bed to forget about it. See that's another issue. So um, I think like with poor communication, like you have to have it. It's never going to or. It can be comfortable as long as you're comfortable with yourself. However, nothing easy. I mean, nothing that's supposed to be worth it comes easy. It's as simple as that.
1: Right. And that that really, we already said it. So that makes it um number three, our poor communication. Um, And I think communication is this big thing that people don't understand on how to do. Because a lot of times... We may hear, oh, it's not about what you said, it's about how you said it. When honestly, um, Tyler, I know you can agree with this, it's not about uh how you say it, but what you say and how you say are both are important. Also, it's about that time and place. There's not a time and place for everything, but mm-hmm. there's a time and place for everything. You see, so it's kind of to say, if you are out with your friends, right? Um, and you are with your significant other, and they did something that you know, made you uncomfortable, or you just didn't like what they said, or anything like that. You don't do it in front of them and be like, "Oh, I don't know why you talking like that, or why you even talk about this." Like you're being mad, annoying. Ma, that is the most worst thing you could possibly do. And if you've been done that to, you might want to communicate about, "Hey, I don't like that you do that, and we should never do certain things in front of people because people who are gonna look at this like it's a show, like it's a reality show. Like they're not mm-hmm. looking at us like we're real, and it's like we're here just playing, so it's kinda exactly 3d and some people take that as a joke you know what i mean and people will take you as a joke eventually if they all they see is that so don't don't be an entertainment that's not what it is you want to be able to if anything if you want to address it pull them to the side and be like hey i don't like this x y and z i don't want to talk too much about it i would rather talk about it later but i i just don't like this okay that's it
0: you know angel and as you bring that up uh this misguided that uh, a portion of America could be is that, you know, we have things like reality TV. I mean, I know that we're pretty familiar with Jersey shore and now all the other right. shows that are similar to that. Like we're glorifying yep. drama, glorifying gossip, glorifying violence over m- minimalistic things that don't really have value. Like what are we fighting over the same girl for? Yeah, it's like what, crazy. What, what? What, like what are, why are we going to bars and having fights with guys and provoking them because we think we're top dogs? You know what I mean? Like, no king is going to brag about, like, what he got. Like, his kingdom represents itself. The fact that he has a whole kingdom of people following him, that that trusts his word and trusts every action that he's going to make, why are we fighting over that? So just that alone, even being able to think that this is okay and this is what we should be really doing, it it shows that what we allow to come into our attention and what what influences we have around us, like, that matters. And it shows when social media says it all over your feed. and it's just nothing but negativity.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I completely agree. Social media made it worse and it kind of uh gave us this fallacy to think that, oh, all relationships are bad. Ah oh. like no, like if you keep believing that then that's that's what you're gonna get. That's what you're um putting your attention to. Um and what your attention is to is also put what you you put your intention to. So mm-hmm. yeah, guys, These are the top three pillars, honestly. It's jealousy, insecurity, and poor communication. And if you can flip it, you can. You could be secured. You could have jealousy uh, thoughts, but then push them to the side. And instead of having poor communication, you can have good communication. So how you have good communication is also about not being disrespectful about Mm. Mm. what you say and how you say it because both are important and if something is bothering you you want to make sure you let them know right then and there if it's pulling them to the side or anything like that in a healthy manner it always it takes two to tango and uh, the, the longer you wait the more lag time you're going to have. And if if people don't know when something's lagging is because there's a lack of connection and you don't want to have a lack of connection in any relationship that you're in. If it's with your significant other or even a friendship. So we really hope you guys got something from this. Share this with a friend, significant other, your mom, your dad, you know, your cousins, whatever it is. And also make sure that you like this episode with a, I hope you heard that because I feel like there was issues, but yeah, it was a ding. And uh, also follow us on your favorite podcast platform and also on Instagram at the rally cries. And uh, yeah, guys, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Honestly, this has been great. We have a lot of guests that are coming on the show. We got eight guests that have um, been scheduled, uh, give or take. And honestly, it's it's been a ride, and we really appreciate all the support. It really means a lot to us when you guys say hi to us, um, when we're out in public. So if you do see us, please say hi because it means the world to us. And uh, let's just keep growing from here, because as Tyler said, and I agree, there is no community without unity. So.
0: Please, make sure you no got day. It. No day is a bad day, guys. Yes. Take this week. It's the month of love. The month of Black History Month. Yeah. Month of a lot of things. Please let's appreciate. Let's enjoy. Let's reciprocate and just keep on cycling that good, positive, funky love. Funky. Yeah,
1: guys. So make sure you take one step at a time
0: and one day at a time. Peace. Peace.